0: Hey, it's Crystal McFadden, host of the Crystal Conversations podcast. Before the intro starts, I just wanted to say hello. I am so excited you are listening in on season two. We are really honing in on the focus of resiliency as it relates to mental health. These are professionals, people with their own personal journey. The whole goal is to just pour into you with the education, knowledge, and wisdom that they have to share for your benefit. So grab your notebook, grab a pen, and please don't forget to invite a friend to the conversation. I'm glad you're here, and I can't wait to see you again. Take care. Hi there. Welcome to the Crystal Conversations podcast. My name is Crystal McFadden, and I am welcoming you to this place where conversations of growth and resiliency, faith, and falling meet your day-to-day challenges with authentic stories of the struggle, each equipping and encouraging you to own the value of your journey. Thank you for joining this crystal conversation. Hello listeners! You know that I love every time you join these Crystal Conversations because by the time I'm recording them, I have been waiting days and weeks for the opportunity to even speak this introduction into your ears and bring you into the space with someone I love and appreciate. And so today I get to introduce to you a fellow sister in Christ who is out there serving others. And as we focus on resilience and mental health well being, she is someone who understands what it's like in a professional capacity, but also in a personal capacity, learning how to connect, educate, and empower others to go out and change the world, whatever path that is for you. And so, as with no further ado, As I sit here with a giant grin on my face and an excitement for what you're about to hear, I am so grateful to introduce to you Miss Lashandria Smith. Welcome, my dear.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Hello, Crystal. So glad to be here today. So glad to be here.
0: I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad that distance does not hinder our connection and that we can use electronic platforms not only when needed, but on a regular basis. So I'm glad to see you today.
1: Yes, so good to see you. We thank God for technology, yes.
0: Yes. So tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. What do you do and how do you serve others?
1: Sure, sure. Um, it's an honor to serve. I, I am LaShondria Smith, I'm currently um, entering 17 years as a DOD civilian, I'm working with military families, our airmen, their dependents, civilians, veterans, all of them, um, looking at personal and professional development. Um, I hold a master's in clinical psychology um, and a bachelor's in psychology. So gone through some education and currently working on this doctoral degree, um, praying my way through to the finish line to gain that doctorate education. Um, come from a single family. My mom and I grew up in a, a small town, one of Robbins, Georgia. She was a civilian as well. So I was exposed to the Alphonse Even as um, a child living in a military town. Um, My testimony is being given at a Pretty early age. I was a teenage mom at 16. So I had my son um, ladarian giving him some love out there now, who's entering his 30 years of life. Oh, bless him Lord. Um, so testimonies as I stated began for me. So I have a love for single mothers okay, of course, um, in that realm. And now coming into the spouses, us as military spouses, knowing we have our paths and God has a plan for us being married. So a veteran now for 19 years. Um, Mm -hmm. Willie Smith, he he retired in 2017. And um, as we dated, he shared that he will follow me around the world in my career. And I really did believe it at the time, but he's kept his word. So um, we left Robbins after retirement and headed over to Turkey. And um, they spent a little time in Germany. Um, from there, we went to Alaska. And now we're blessed to be in the sunshine state of Florida. So a little bit closer to home in Georgia, but as I stated, we're a blended family. So love ministering to to blended families as well. But just trying to be Jesus hands, feet, and and, and voice box to empower others, encourage others, and strengthen others wherever I am.
0: So it doesn't matter whether it's family, whether it's military, whether it's wherever you're at in the world. Just an outward facing service minded mentality that, you know what, we're going to meet you where you are.
1: Yes, always. And and God revealed that to me Um, growing up. I thought I'll always be in Georgia. But, you know, as we traveled to Turkey and we took the job there and started the boys, the younger two living and, and doing life there. He showed me I want to use you here, even across the world. So getting my assignment there back in 2015 and holding on to that to know wherever I am. I'm supposed to bring forth his light, shine for him. And um, it was prophesied over me years ago that I would resurrect dead things. So oftentimes people have goals and dreams, but being able to come out of that stuck place to get to that um, is how God tends to use me um, in, in that area and in people's lives. And it's such a joy to be able to see what God does as they come up and out and walk into purpose.
0: That is so powerful because I have a speaking mentor who has blessed my life tremendously. And he, he always mentions the fact that many of our dreams, ideas, and just purposes, the richest place for all of those things is out in the graveyard. People got stuck somewhere along the way and that never came to life. It never came to fruition. And now it's buried with them. And, And we, as those living in this world today, miss out on that. And so in the counseling profession, you really do resurrect dead things because we will give up on ourselves, on our dreams, on our hopes in an instant when we feel stuck or discouraged or a season just gets
1: us down. Right, and so that's why it comes to the place of just having the conversation. And it can be not even so much of, so detailed, but just what have it been that you always wanted to do? What is that one thing that makes your heart happy? And so me just having a cup of coffee with someone or even walking down the hall at work oftentimes, I'm always going to ask, what are you working on? What is it you thinking about? But just to I say it as igniting that fire, because it's still there, it just need a catalyst to kind of get it started and push it forth. So yes, and oftentimes it's that person who nobody really is thinking about, maybe their supervisor even isn't trying to develop them or thought about that, or it could be that spouse that's constantly just taking care of the kids and has gotten to that place of, well, this is my purpose. This is all there is to me. And so we have an opportunity to be able to show them, even with our lives and things we're accomplishing, as well as walk alongside them until they're able to leap out and take oftentimes that leap of faith or just that first initial idea coming to fruition.
0: So listeners, don't you miss that. Don't you just listen to this nice story and this encouraging woman and miss this opportunity. I want you to get that pen, grab that napkin, whatever you got to scribble on, and and write the answer to this question. What is it that you've always wanted to do? What is it that ignites that fire within you that brings that smile to your face? Don't be afraid of it. All you're doing is writing it down. But don't miss that opportunity just by listening to the story, because when you put that onto paper, Mm -hmm. it becomes alive. It becomes real. It becomes attainable because you were courageous enough to put it on paper. So don't miss this moment as we continue on with our talk. That conversation was for you. You know who you are. Grab the pen. Write it down. What is it? that you've always wanted to do, that ignites that fire in your soul and brings that smile to your face. So as you sort of stir this up, like you said, it doesn't have to be in detail. It can be in in conversation. You can really just highlight those things. And, And I noticed you even did that to me, knowing or unknowingly, when I said, you know what? If I ever go back to school and you're like, girl, I mean, you just whoosh. (laughs) It was like, if you go for it, I'm in your corner. I'm cheering you on. You just kind of, your nature is to sort of create that brace and make sure someone's going to their next level, their next step.
1: Right, and just as you just encourage our listeners, you know that thing inside of you, and so I love education, I love seeing people thrive, so if I could sit all day and just focus on that, I would, and so it does make me happy, even oftentimes I have to do it outside of work, or just taking a Sunday afternoon helping a high school senior who hasn't even started to figure out what's next for him or her that that is my happy place and I often tell people of course if you find God you find path you find peace but in that finding God and finding your path and your peace your passion is within that because he created you and there is purpose that lies inside of you and your purpose oftentimes it's something you're passionate about and it brings you peace so in this place after of the turmoil this place of i'm stuck this place of i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing here if we've forgotten this happened to that thing that puts that smile on my face and that puts a smile on my face every time
0: <laughs> so when I asked God and I said, you know what, Lord, I, I love speaking into the lives of others. Like, what is that message? And it really boiled down to resilience. It was that overcoming this place that you thought there were boundaries, you thought there were barriers, or whatever weight you were carrying behind, like there, there's more to the limitations we immediately see. In my mind, that's sort of the concept of resilience. When you think of someone being resilient, what does that mean to you?
1: It means bounce back, being able to bounce back. Um, In reference to us being a military family, seeing the different assignments we've had and having to reset Oftentimes, and say, okay, let's set up our schedule, let's set up what the things we're going to be working on. Okay, let's get into our routine. So, after going through the PCS, after going through the change, being able to bounce back and not just on the military side, even for me personally, when obstacles have come, when challenges have come. How was I going to be resilient in that place and bounce back to continue to walk in purpose regardless of, okay, I may have failed that time. How do I get back up again? And so when when I think of resiliency, it's this whole bounce back capability. And I'll just interject a little bit um, about, it's called the preservation of the force and families. It's what we do um, in the Air Force Special Operations Command. And resiliency is huge for us. And we look at the pillars of spiritual, physical, cognitive, um, social, and family. And so even with our military members that are serving, we know they have to have this resiliency because they're oftentimes going out, coming back in, reconnecting with families, getting more training and going out again. So even in our personal lives, what are we doing? We're facing challenges, we're facing stress. How do we get through that, that stress, come back, center ourselves and move on to that next place? So being able to see it's not just this um, place of I just give you bounce back. Whatever it is you're facing listeners in life, whatever it is you're dealing with, you're able to be able to bounce back and move forward. And I just see the ball, you bounce it on the ground, it always comes back up in your hand. You bounce it up and it stands in the air, gravity takes it up, it's gonna come back down. So that's the analogy I have when I think of resiliency.
0: I think that imagery is really important because when I hear you give that and then talk about families who go through change, whether it be military families or someone listening who's had no exposure to military lifestyle, we do have these experiences of change, whether singular events or seasons that will, that will impact us. And what happens when I think of that imagery is when someone is holding the ball with both hands, And they're they're dropping it or they're giving it force to go down and it's going to come back up. You need to know where your hands are. You need to know enough about yourself, where that center is that you mentioned that allows us to get back, bounce back to the place that we were in order to grow. And so maybe one of the takeaways that our listeners might be able to hone in on is when's the last time you did take a self-inventory? what are the rhythms of your day? What are the things that fuel you? What are the things that drain you? What are the things that maybe that you wish you wouldn't do? (laughs) Maybe the things you wish you would do more of? Mm -hmm. What is the most difficult? What comes easy to you? And do that self-check-in. That's something that we can do and we should do fairly often so that when life smacks us because we don't get to make that plan. And that change really throws us off course. We know what to bounce back to and get into that rhythm. And you sort of mentioned that when you would change, um, when you would have a change of station, that you knew what you were getting back to in order to adapt to that new circumstance, that new location. And sometimes we forget that Knowing about ourselves is actually a really valuable tool.
1: Right. So it's that, is that constant inventory of yourself. Like you're saying, for me personally, I literally stand in the mirror and look at myself. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes that's without my titles. That's without the family. Um, and, and that's my core of who I am. And I had an opportunity to, during the pandemic, to meet monthly with some women. Um, it was called Sister Friend Check-In to get to this main point you're talking about, Crystal. What is that thing that helps you go back to your center? What is that you love to do? What is it that you know you don't need to do too, too much of? And as we were transitioning into um, being the Teacher at home with our kids who are doing the online school, going back to daily family dinners. There was so many of us who were lost in that, and overwhelmed and distracting, and I don't want to do it. So this is the friend check in allowed. Um, ladies, some single, some married, some mothers, not mothers, to come in every month, and we talked about the core of who we are, looking in the mirror, doing a self-evaluation, maybe one month we walked away with a self-care tool, but the main thing I had us focus on was, who are you outside of these titles, outside of what you do, um, outside of your accomplishment what is your favorite color okay what <laughs> what what is your favorite meal because oftentimes you know as mothers we're pulling the drive through, just taking everybody to order in the car and you have to say did I order me something so just oh, yes. for, <laughs> for them to come in and check in and get to the core themselves in the middle of this pandemic when many of us had to go back to say okay why do I do the things I do how did I get to this place in this point? So that's, that's great, great self-evaluation, self-inventories, and oftentimes self-reflections.
0: And that's, (laughs) that's so powerful to be able to look at yourself apart from the hats that we wear and the roles that we serve in, because it's often there. we, hold on to sort of this false maybe not false sense of meaning but weak sense of meaning because if those hats are removed and those roles are no longer active we feel as though we're not we're not contributing we're not we don't have the same level of worth but when we begin to get to know ourselves apart from those that can be a really powerful tool
1: for men and women alike right so if if and as you stated, for men and women alike, because it's like, it's more to me than just that. And that's something I held on to on um, for years. Once I received and understood my identity of Christ, of course, I was like, okay, he's a big God. So it's worse to me than the degrees I've accomplished. It's more to me than being the mother of these beautiful um, young men. But who is that person? What is that core of who I am outside of all of these things? So, and once you have and I always go to peace because I like sleeping in peace. Once you have that place of peace and you refine that, then you can see a little bit clearer. You're not as overwhelmed. Um, You're not so stuck in those titles and those accomplishments because you know, even if all that is taken away, I'm okay.
0: Agreed. As, As we learn more about ourselves, not only are we clearer, but we can also pick up on things that are not aligned. Um, I spend a lot of time with my six-year-old son walking through why really nice sayings and quotes and positive messages don't always point back to Jesus. And, and that was somewhere that I found myself before ever being exposed to the church, before ever having a relationship with Jesus, I really liked learning more, throwing nice quotes around, feeling like, oh, this makes me feel good. <laughs> and it was, it was nice, but there wasn't a foundation for those to be built upon. And it is a powerful thing to be able to not only find your peace of where you sit and what, what brings you that joy, what brings you that centered calm and, and comfort but also to be attuned when something comes in and you're like, nope, this is not this is not welcome in my bubble.
1: <laughs> right, so along with, I love the word you use, alignment, because that's what 2021 kind of took us out of the pandemic. After we took this time to do the self-evaluation, look at ourselves, and we got the definition of what we were we were not supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. anything that's not aligned with that, we get rid of it right and so even with you stating the quotes with, with your son my kids do it too i'm like that's not in god's word that that's not bringing him glory it does sound good you might have gotten off of tiktok but <laughs> what does god's word say about that and like his word is going to stand and we can find those affirmations there we oftentimes have to dig a little bit deeper because it's not popping up on TikTok or someone easily giving us accessibility to it, but it's in his word. Everything we need is in God's word. And so I love your point about alignment because even me and and where I am in 2020, knowing who's in my circle, I think your favorite word for that is your spear. Who am I supposed to be aligned with at this particular time for, for what God is doing in my life and what he intends to do in my life? So I just... I just petition, um, um, I guess, bring unto our listeners, who are you aligned with? That's your personal space, your personal relationships. And then anything outside of what God has told you to do is not aligned with where you're supposed to be going and what you're supposed to be doing. And again, that removes the place of peace. I'm going to bring you always back to peace. Yes. <laughs>
0: that, trust me. I'm all about the peace. I'm like, Mm -mm, No drama here. I ain't got time for that kind of crazy. (laughs) Did growing up support your efforts in, in sort of wrapping your mind around self-awareness and seeking peace and, and serving others, or was this, was there an event or a journey that really opened your eyes to this direction?
1: Got it. So my grandmother was amazing. She was a pill in the community. Um, Miss Sarah Margaret Springwell, I have to say her name. So she has always been a servant, but I didn't know how to get to that place until I understood that was part of who I was as well. And I remember in fourth grade, Oprah Winfrey came on every day at four o'clock. And while everybody else was saying they were going to be doctors and lawyers, I was like, I want to be Oprah. And that showed me then of this place of helping because she always was trying in her own little way, helping someone. But I've come to to walk my path to do it God's way. Because even in helping people if God and she say to give the $400, because that person may not supposed to have that financial need right now, because he's doing something else. We have to be in tune to the Holy Spirit to know what it is exactly we're supposed to be doing. And oftentimes it's trying upon us, just give them what they need. Did God say that's particularly what they need or am I supposed to meet this new year? So I would say my grandmother set the bar high, um Christmas, she was always giving out gifts. People were always stopping by. She was always serving at the church. Everyone got a plate. But for me, it became personal to me, um, more so after she passed away in 93. And then I became a mother to see, okay, this is the first person I have to serve. But knowing that's part of who I am, my purpose and building Legacy of Hope International, my nonprofit organization, my grandmother for me was the, the visionary for that in that she didn't have a nonprofit, but here I am today. I can carry on her sub- servanthood and incorporate mine through the nonprofit organization so that would be where I would say her being the pillar and being the example where it began for me
0: and that really does take it to a whole new commitment level when you identify a where am I called to serve how does this align with the calling upon my life, but also formalizing it into a partnership. And so tell us, tell our listeners a little bit about the nonprofit and what, what service or what goal does do you aim to, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yes, I do. Let's go. So, Tell me um, about that. <laughs> um, opposed to what others have done, it's always this particular vision statement, it's particular mission statement. But as we were building out, I kept it kind of raw under educational awareness. So in reference to that, we have done domestic violence awareness, um, looking at those who are survivors of domestic violence. We brought in authors, um, advocates, um on domestic violence and teaching and making communities aware that this is still a problem, but most often not spoken about. So into that, even teen data violence, um, speaking of how our teenagers are affected about those abusive relationships, those abusive behaviors, this whole power and control phenomenon that occurs. And of course, I'm always going to do the educational and spiritual piece. So always reaching out to those potential students who strive to be students, those who are looking for job opportunities. So we do the resume reviews and writing. And not only reviewing the resumes now, but partnering with what job it is that you're applying for. So it compilates that and they work together. So they tell me I'm doing a little bit too much, Crystal, but I just try to make it work and make sure the financials are in place and walk in purpose. So a variety of things, but mostly around educational and educational and awareness.
0: No, that makes complete sense. In my brain, it makes complete sense that... You want to meet a need, and and there are people who believe that you are intentional about meeting that need. And a big part of that is education. The more we can understand and be appropriately aware of topics, facts, um, it can it can drive how we feel about certain things, how we support certain initiatives, how we join alongside certain campaigns. But if we don't know, then then we just don't know. We, we walk around. I feel as counselors, sometimes we know a little bit more than we'd like to mm-hmm. about what's actually happening behind closed doors. Right. Right. And right. so every once in a while we get that like, Hey, you need to realize this is a real thing.
1: <laughs> it is happening. We have to address it. And thank you. Thank you for that. Cause it this sparks in my memory. Um, this year we added gun violence because in my hometown there had been being a variety of shooting and there was The police were doing their job, but the community kind of didn't know, well, how do we attack this? How do we frame this? And years ago, of course, you may know the, the Black churches was where everyone went to get the problem solved. But churches have changed over time. It is not so much that place where they go and get the advocacy and a place where they can go and say help with this issue. So it's organizations like mine and others who are having to step in and figure out how do we um, deal with this problem that we are currently facing. And also for me, um, the LGBTQ community, along with this diversity, equity, and inclusion. So my son has identified himself as non-binary. And so for me as a mother, I need to understand and I need to, in those conversations that are being held when people just don't know, although very uncomfortable to me oftentimes, I am the one in the room, he says, whatever needs to be said at a particular time, being led by Holy Spirit. So yes, we are the ones who say, y'all need to know this, be aware of this. Although oftentimes it may be uncomfortable for us. And today we may not just wanna deal with it, but it's what we agreed to do and the call on our lives. So I do do those controversial topics. And I'm oftentimes telling the team, we have to talk about this because no one else is. So we just take a chance and walk in faith.
0: It's so true because just as there are bias and stereotypes for every other division that you could possibly create a category for, Mm -hmm. there is an assumption that as Jesus-loving Bible-believing Christians that somehow we're not allowed to talk about, be educated on, or speak into the lives of certain groups. And and you mentioned just as your son identifies as non-binary, I really, and I I am significantly passionate about this, because I really think that the more we understand the way all of humans are different in this broken world, the better we can speak to and love people right where they are in an educated, respected, respectful, and loving way. And the assumptions that we can't step into that place, I love that you're like, look, this is, this is where God has called me. And, and I do not mind, like you said, led by the Holy spirit aligned with his truth. You can be a powerful force in that community.
1: So that's what a true Christian does. Right. So when you say, Oh, we're Christians that may, we know that's contrary to God's word, but how do we bring the lost in? You stated it, meet them where they are. And so meeting them where they are, you can't offend them because they'll run. So being aware enough, educated enough to know how to have those conversations and always to stretch forth our hands in Jesus' love and not to offend, not to ridicule, but to extend love even wherever he leads us. And that's that's the only way I can look at it because I struggle with it. As a mother, I, you were raised in a Christian home, son. You know God's word, you taught God's word. But if we had a conversation just this weekend, It's like, mom, I'm still struggling with being authentic itself around the family. Okay, baby, how can I help? Let me tell you things I've done. And so just loving them, like you stated where they are, extending Jesus' hands to them because we don't want them to run away. And he has a plan. He created them. And it's all in his time, not ours. And I was stuck in it for a while. I was like, we're going to get through this by college. It's going to be over. But God has a plan. And I had to release him into the Lord and trust him and his plan. Because it can be whatever he decides. But when I released it and took my hands off of it, I just allowed God to be God. And I trust him. Peace.
0: <laughs> I love peace.
1: You got me. Peace. Yes, ma'am. You got me.
0: It, it really is. A rating system that we've created as, well, this doesn't align with God's word. Oh, well, this doesn't align more. You know what? The whole essence of the gospel is that God had to love us despite ourselves. We are in a broken world. We are born sinners. And yet he chose to humble himself in love, live a life that we could not pay the price that we deserved. In order to have this relationship of being met where we are in our brokenness, and yet him lavishing this love and grace and mercy upon us. And if we're not setting the tone, no matter who we're encountering and and where we find them, Mm -hmm. then we're not living the example that he so clearly showed us and continues to lavish on our broken, hot mess of a self every day
1: hot mess hot mess and how can we fulfill the great commission right that's part of the great commission and i need his grace and love daily along with this hot mess so that i i can walk in when i'm out of my own self so if i want his grace and mercy if i want his everlasting love and to have this place of peace why not extend that to others and it makes you uncomfortable but it's not about you
0: I guess right? like, it is not about us and our ego. <laughs>
1: and so,
0: in a therapy setting and or in a spiritual growth place, there are particular habits that are not always helpful to seeking our peace, to finding a safe place to express ourselves, to articulate our authentic self, to be real with how deep these struggles really are are there habits that you've seen that are particularly unhelpful for someone to stay in
1: I would say the stinking thinking so that's that's the term I love and that's all about how our minds and the whole concept of a thought becomes an action an action become a habit a habit becomes a lifestyle so That's the main place I generally thought start with is getting rid of this thinking, thinking. And that goes back to the self-reflection that goes back to the need to know that we should have the mind of Christ. And so the stinking thinking leads to all of these other behaviors because it starts with that thought. And that can be the depression, the sadness or the overwhelmness. You constantly think about all the things you have to get accomplished or you have to get done or even the doubt. You know, doubt and fear. And one of mine was for myself. I can pray for you and pray for all our listeners that God moves heaven and, and have great faith for them, but I lack that on faith for myself. So it, it came time for me to get this promotion and prepare for the interview, or it came time for me to get the grant money for the nonprofit. Was he really going to do it for me? And that stemmed back to things I experienced, you know, throughout my teenage years. Am I enough? And Krista, this is like fresh off the press. I walked through this through the pandemic of more. What is wrong with me that I can't have faith enough for LaChandria? And so it still goes back to the stinking thinking. So renewing your mind by replacing that thought with the affirmation. Uh, Affirmation from God's word is what I recommend. But wherever you are, if it's that you are the boss, you are an overcomer, you are great, be nice, whatever that first affirmation is to get rid of whatever that negative thought that you've encountered so you can move out of that. And I think that's the root to to a lot of it, just thinking, thinking.
0: I get really fired up on affirmations, Not, not because I get, not because I'm a wholehearted believer, but because so many folks jump in and do it ineffectively, that they miss out on the benefits, as you mentioned, to to rewire that stinking thinking. And so when I think of affirmations and someone struggling, you may not be able to say, I'm a billionaire who owns a yacht and I'm going to travel the world in seven days. Like you can't just go from living in a homeless shelter expecting abuse And and speaking that into your life, but what you can speak into your life that your brain will respond to is, I get out of my bed every day. Amen. I get out of my bed every day, and I put clothes on. And even if they're the same clothes, I at least try to shake them off in the fresh air and make them smell a little bit better. Like maybe maybe you're not happy in a relationship. You choose to hold your tongue when it would when its intentions are to tear down Mm -hmm. and you always seek to find a way to, to speak life or to speak nothing at all. Um, Hone in on the objective things that you can validate and believe Mm -hmm. that target this ability to bounce back, this ability to get up and do it again, this ability to try. Um, I wasn't the mom who like, didn't let my kid fall or hovered over like I was always the one that was like covering my mouth being like oh he's gonna fall don't react and I really did try to like let him go but even to this day he will be suspended between the couch and the coffee table and scream at the top of his lungs mom help and I'm like dude put your arm down
1: right figure it out yeah let's figure it out
0: He won't catch himself. And so we've really been working on this. What happens when you fall? You get back up. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, okay, well, what happens if you fall again? Be like, I'll get back up. And I'm like, what if you fall again and it hurts? He's like, mom, I'm like, no, you get back up. And, And it really is sort of this mindset that I want him to continue repeating because he literally doesn't catch himself. He will let himself hang or fall and, and just go flat like a belly flop. And it blows my mind that this kindergartner who is doing third grade work on his school stuff will not catch himself.
1: (laughs) Yes. No, it's a song for that, Crystal. Um, It's a Donald McCurkey song. We fall down, but we get up. And it came, it was made in a time where I was falling. And I was like, God made a song just for me. You know, Aww. just for me. And he constantly saying, we fall down, but we get up. We fall down, but we get up over and over again, you know. And I'm like, I have and I do. And so that goes to the fact of we will fall. We will fail. But can you put your clothes on and can you get moving yet again? Can you literally turn Netflix off and read a book? You know, what, whatever it is for you to come out of that place gradually at your time in your space but get moving again or to continue moving when you have accomplished something so that's another place Chris I don't think you've addressed that. you get to this place where I've accomplished this goal now what Mm. and you can get stuck in that as well because you feel like okay I had that goal in mind or I had that in mind and I've done it so what's next for me and that's why it's this constant keep going just keep going keep going because if you're not
0: stepping you're rolling down the hill (laughs) gravity will pull you
1: (laughs) keep going keep going yes
0: and when we think about life is really hard I mean I I I have this just motivational uplifting encouraging feel talking to you listeners if you could just see this woman's smile (laughs) and the light that shines from her it truly is supernatural But maybe you don't feel so supernaturally cheerful right now. Maybe you are in this place that you're like, you know what? I tried that. It didn't work. I know without a shadow of a doubt that the journey you have traveled has taught you something unique, that there have been people in your life, words that have been said and experiences at a time and place that are unique to you that provide value for you to learn from and to turn it into essentially your own strength. It has stretched muscles that not everybody has worked as hard on. And it has given you insights that you can bring to a table of innovative, collaborative, service-minded people that if you don't speak up and see just how powerful your journey has been, You miss out on what God created you for and the impact that you have the ability to do. And so recognize that we understand that finding yourself in a place that hurts is real life. Looking in that mirror, apart from the hats that we wear and the roles that we serve in and the accomplishments that we've gotten to, that is a really hard place to be. But it's not the end. Lashandria, when you think of one of the, and you don't have to share the specific time, but when you think of one of those real life hard places, you mentioned that there were difficult times in the pandemic. There were different turning points in your life where you made a decision to keep going, to put one foot in front of the other. What is a simple daily choice or a daily rhythm that that someone can just baby step into they need to get out of the tar pit before they can start climbing the mountain
1: say something that's universal is music crystal mm-hmm. so we all love some song some music and i interjected donna McClurkin earlier but start with the song Whatever your favorite song is, whatever it is that motivates you, encourage you, start there and play it over and over again, one time a day before you go to bed at night. I would say just start with the song. If you have to say it yourself, if you have to write it down, if you you look it up on YouTube, start with music. Music Mm -hmm. is soothing, music is comforting, and you know what music works for you because there's no way your song could be on or that music be on and you don't get going some type of way or be motivated. For me, I'm a worshiper. So I failed and I was down and I realized I wasn't worshiping anymore. So for me, my part is like, when's the last time you sing? I don't remember. And that was horrible, but it was my truth. And so I say, start with music, start with the song. Um, Not gonna give you a whole list of anything else, but music, it will soothe the soul, it will get you motivated, or it will remind you because oftentimes it brings to remembrance whatever it is that that song does for us. So I would say start with music.
0: And I, I also wanna stay here because I don't think that song is something that any previous episode has mentioned, but it is something that I have found if I feel stuck And I can't even find like my playlist, my worship songs, my whatever. When I try something different than I'm used to, I will always gravitate towards either piano instrumental when I'm trying to stay focused or I'll stay with my worship songs of all different genres. Um, But when I'm in a funk, sometimes I play something completely out of my norm to sort of shake off the dust in there. Like I will go to ska or I will go to reggae or I will go to um, hip hop as long as it's not vulgar beyond my tolerance. And, And I will shake off the dust of the funk that's in me just by introducing something new because I don't have the strength in me to sort of get the dust off myself and so I think that music like you said it's universal Mm -hmm. and it can be so powerful when used to tap into where we're at and where we'd like to be headed right
1: so when you mention is a genre music or something you're not used to because what it will cause you to do is to tune in Mm -hmm. right because you don't you're not familiar with those words you're not familiar with the lyric or even that beat so you're focused so, oftentimes, those places of being stuck, those places of being um, not so happy, life is not so good. You're trying to figure out how do I move up. So, even tuning into something you've never listened to or heard before, it can give you a place of focus. And from there, it may move you on to that next thing. That's a great point, Crystal. And that brings us also to it, this diversity of thought and diversity of people, right? And I, diversity of thought, diversity of people, reference to if everyone at my table you mentioned your table coming to the table earlier if they look like me they think like me i'm stuck again Yes. because i'm not <laughs> i'm not getting any new ideas in the room i'm not getting a new perspective we're all kind of sitting here thinking alike. and i'm not talking about this christ-centered conversations that we have I'm thinking Crystal's is going to say the same thing I say and hers experience just like mine. So even when you start with music, introducing a new type of music into uh, uh, your genre, what you listen to, that gets to this diversity that we're going to need from perspectives and thoughts and to live in the world that we live in.
0: Yes, so good. It We can break these walls of homogenous thinking and actions for the benefit of humanity aligned with God's design of unique characteristics from the inside out. Nice. And it can start with something as simple as a song, something as simple as asking questions, something as simple as hearing what someone is saying who doesn't agree or align with your thinking. Mm-hmm. There's so much goodness to be had from that and I that could be its own podcast episode so I will pause with that because I get so excited about the way God created us so uniquely different on all accounts across all categories yes
1: (laughs) invite me back for that when I'll be there with you
0: yes I I actually um I have a number of you that I I have some some percolating brain juices going on so Definitely. um so many good things now as we as we come to a close and knowing that this this is not the end of your journey this is just one more season you're working on your dissertation you're plugging away at so many great things you do have some monthly events that our listeners can tune into and join you with. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Of course, um, and please. So on Facebook, I'm with Chandra Smith, um, just as the name um, today. And I just try to jump in once a month for about 15 minutes, Max, to talk about a topic. Back to those um, controversial topics that oftentimes not spoken about. Um, As I stated, February we did. It was teen, dating, and violence. Awareness and Prevention Month. So we did a segment on that, and this month I'm looking at green pastures, like warding the grass where you are. Um, in order for it to grow and you thrive there. So usually once a month we'll we'll link in or come live on Facebook and just talk about something, a topic, something fresh, something innovative. Always trying to give hope. Always trying to give hope.
0: That's so powerful. And you have an annual event in October that. Uh, feeds back to your caring for um, in your nonprofit.
1: Yes. So every October, because we launched um, back in 2019, we'll have our annual anniversary event. So this year, we're looking at the 8th or the 9th of October. Um, normally, it's in Warner Robins, Georgia, when COVID restrictions allow. Um, and we're coming together and just do one celebratory event, giving back to the community. There's going to always be food. Food and handouts is what we thrive in. So giving you some educational information as well as giving you something to take away with you.
0: My Pennsylvania tongue is salivating at food in Georgia.
1: <laughs> yes, we love those. just Thinking of it. <laughs> and you can keep us, find us on um, Legacy of Hope International dot US. So that's where you can find out about the anniversary on that website.
0: Beautiful. And LaChandria Smith on Facebook. Do you have any words of encouragement or wisdom for our listeners who are are traveling this crazy world we live in?
1: I do. And it's simple. Um, it's always easier to make a smile instead of a frown. And so I actually came up with the acronym, you know, for smile, let's start with the S self-care, um, M meditation, whatever that looks like for you, whatever place that is for you, find some time to just meditate. Um, the I is in a place of peace. You know, that's one of my words. I love peace. Um, L lean on God, there's there's someone higher than you someone bigger than you um that's god our father lean on him in that and then the e would be elevate like elevate if that elevation is getting out of bed to the floor elevating your step elevating your thinking um elevate even in the words that you use over yourself um what's coming out of your mouth and oftentimes we need to elevate our circle we talked about that a little bit in reference to um the like-minded people around us but Find someone a little bit smarter than you. Find someone a little bit more innovative than you. So elevate in that way. So I just leave you with smile, smile. That's
0: so good. Oh man, I am smiling already. (laughs) I am excited. And listeners, if you didn't take notes, you know what to do. It's time to restart this, get your pen and paper and start working through some of these I mean, we have so many good tools that we were able to cover today and LaChandria, I thank you so much for being here with me and sharing some of your great applicable wisdom. I mean, these are these are real things people can do today.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you, Crystal, for having me. It's, it's an honor, you know, just And it starts with simple things. We've already stated Just Keep going. Don't give up. And again, thank you so much for having us. Listeners, be encouraged. Know that we're praying for you. you. You can make it. You can make it.
0: Yes, We want to see you grow. We want to see you get up again. And we want to see you smile. And so if something has impacted you, please reach out to myself or LaChandria. Her Facebook will be in the podcast notes. And I am so thankful that you've joined this crystal conversation. We are focusing on mental health and resilience and how that looks in real life from clinician perspectives, from client perspectives, and really just a real-life navigation of acknowledging this life is hard, but it is not impossible, and there is value to the journey that you are on. Thank you all for joining the conversation. Tell a friend and invite them along next time. Take care, everyone. Thank you for joining this Crystal Conversation, the place where stories of growth and resiliency are authentically shared in order to encourage and equip you to own the value of your journey. If you've been inspired or learned something new, please feel free to share the love and tell someone about these Crystal Conversations. If you know your helping, health, or human-facing organization or group would benefit from growth-minded resiliency content, Stop by crystalmcfadden.com for more information. And once again, this is Crystal McFadden reminding you that your steps matter. And thanking you so much for joining me during this Crystal conversation.